if you really want to fuck and have Damiana, then you're in luck. With this herb, you shall induce much desire to seduce. It's proven truly across the board. With Damiana, I'll be your whore. Smoke this greenie, or make as tea. Mix with mandrake, and they will agree. To be your lover throughout the eve. With Damiana, they won't want to leave. Greetings! Welcome to A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein. This is an occasionally comedic, mystical podcast about esotericism, poetry, recovery, and in this season we're diving into the mystical and practical uses of herbs and spices. Today's herb of the day is Damiana. I guess that's how you say it. I just, you know what happened is yesterday when I was preparing for this episode, I rolled up a non-narcotic herbal cigarette with Damiana in it, and that's where the word came from. I started saying it out loud, so induced by the spirit of the plant, I believe that is pronounced Damiana. So yes, welcome to A Thousand Serious Moves. If you haven't checked out the bonus episode earlier this week, do so before we dive into more of this episode. If you'd like to book a tarot reading with me, please do so at www.samantha.as.me. There's many different tarot spreads on there if you want a one card, three card, five card if you want to look at what fate patterns are playing out for you. There's lots of different options and spreads and um, I think I have some availability next week. So check it out, www.samantha.as.me. You can also purchase art and ding, 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 the magical Psalms booklet that I've made. It's a categorized booklet of 64 pages outlining the uses of the Psalms. So if you have a job interview coming up, or if you have a court case, or you need healing from a headache, or you wish to receive more friendship and love into your life, then purchase this magical Psalms booklet, and it will tell you which Psalms correspond with what your needs are. If you need protection when traveling, or if you're going to be doing some gardening this spring, there are Psalms you can pray over your seeds to ensure that they will flourish. You can purchase this booklet at www.etsy.com slash shop slash Hanael777. That's H-A-N-A-E-L-777. Well, something tells me that this is going to be a pretty short episode. I have a poem that I'd like to read. It's called Tuesday. 
O shining sun, that open void, there is no abyss to cross. But this afternoon I was so annoyed, just burning away the dross. The daily grind, we out here, this like part in the poem, there's no abyss to cross. Because it's already true. Like it's already true that we're divine. That the divine permeates all things. So it's this interesting paradox where I think I'm grinding away the stone, I'm grinding away the stone. But then the remembrance that there's no abyss to cross, like the gold, it's already, the lead is already gold. I'm already that, like you're already that. Divinity already permeates all things. It's a process of changing my perception. I guess that's what the work is, the... The work is really simply remembering. Simply just remembering that all is well. Even, even in the midst of pain, utter destruction, fear, terror, hatred, judgment, death. All, all is well. Like... Be not afraid. It, it says in the Psalms, do not fret, it only causes harm. There's a, I was talking to somebody the other day, and y'all probably already know that I don't watch the news. I, I don't have any interest in really most things other than this path. And I was talking to someone who had been watching the news and he's 23 years old and he was quite afraid. He said, I, I thought we were better than this. And I was like, well, first of all, don't watch the fucking news. Second of all, be not afraid. Be not afraid, like whatever it is. There's a reason that mystics would get decapitated, get their hands cut off and put in prison. To, to, to say that the divine permeates even in the midst of destruction, that that too is the face of God. What a bold statement. But it's the only thing that makes any sense truly. It negates the very question of how could a good God allow the Holocaust? Well, first of all, we're not talking about a creator God, some, some man on a throne, some Zeus-like figure. We're talking about divinity. 
talking about the flow of pure open luminosity. It's necessarily so. The light and the dark are both alike. And in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom. I love contemplating that verse because it says to me that even in the shadows and in the places that I don't want to look at, there's the wisdom. There it is. There she is, Sophia, right there. By looking at the shadow, looking at the parts of myself that I don't want to look at, fear, self-sabotage. That's a tricky one, not even realizing that I'm doing it. When everything is going well, do I look for something going wrong? Bringing that into the light. They say our secrets die in the light. I suppose that doesn't mean that I have to go tell all my deepest, darkest secrets to everyone, but looking at those parts of myself and acknowledging them rather than casting stones and being judgmental. They say that the word gossip means to tear flesh. Yours or mine? What's the difference? I'm not free until my brothers and sisters are free. Or whatever the non-binary sibling. I'm not free until my siblings are free. How about that? Trust God. Be not afraid. I can't concern myself with every possible situation. Sometimes I love ruminating on the past and there's always this this like sense of grasping of Remembering the good times where it's like trying to hold on to the morning mist. And then even even tripping about the future and trying to plan what it is that I think that I want or how it is that I think things are supposed to go. Am I just selling myself short because I think that I want something? This grasping, it's like grasping at the past, grasping at the future, chasing pleasure and avoiding pain. This morning when I sat down to meditate, so I have a, I have an altar that I meditate at and I sit on the floor, I sit on a pillow, I got a blanket on my lap, I got a blanket wrapped over me like a shawl. It's the most 
comfortable meditation position on a yoga mat, on a rug, on a pillow. And then still the mind, how it does rebel. It's like, come on now. It's like taming a wild beast. And I love the remembrance that my teacher tells me, or he prefers to not be called a teacher, but just some guy. So some guy told me that contemplation never gets easier. (laughs) Which is sort of comforting in a way when I sit down and think, really? You would think that as much as I sit down and do this work that I would be in a little bit, it's, nope, every day it's like taming a wild beast. And the procrastination of trying to trying to get my ass on the floor, and then my dog comes, and then he cries for 20 minutes, and this too is the face of God. Remember, oh, I just forgot. It was like seven minutes I forgot, and now I remember open luminosity. Divinity permeates all things. How about compassion? I used to think that I was a compassionate person, but I was really just playing the martyr. I suppose I did care about people Sometimes to the detriment of myself, where I'd lose myself in the process because I was just so concerned with other people that I ended up completely depleted. And and therein is that paradox, once again, where we want to give, but we also must ensure that our cup is full. I, I cannot give from an empty cup. So when I wake up and when I pray and meditate, take time to do yoga or listen to the wind. These are ways of me filling my cup, connecting with my higher power so that when I do step my feet out into the world and go to the post office or go to dinner or go to to work or read tarot, that I'm showing up as the best possible version of myself today. This is service. Showing up wholeheartedly, authentically, stable at peace. Sometimes if I wake up anxious or anticipating what the day may bring and I go into the oratory and pray and I say, I'm not leaving until I have an answer. I'm not leaving until I have peace. I asked some random person, what is prayer? And he said, any act of devotion. So it doesn't have to be getting on my knees with full-on robe and burning incense. 
It's anything I do to express love for the divine. This includes showing compassion. Compassion for myself and compassion for others. And also wisdom because how is it that we define compassion? Is true compassion stepping in and saving someone? Keeping them from the consequences that fate would allow? Or is true compassion allowing someone to learn the lesson the hard way, the the way that they chose, they made the decision. They want the consequences of that decision. So how dare I step in the way? Is that true? That by choosing a certain path, it's because I want those consequences, good or bad. Either way, it's a lesson that I clearly need to learn. Is life just this ever-seeking pleasure and avoiding pain, or is this a school of hard knocks? A playground with rules? And lessons? They say that the divine contrived this situation wherein it appears lost in order that it may find itself. Oh yeah, remember the divine permeates all things. Lo, I am with you always. I think about that scripture that says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Can I turn it over? Do I have to carry it all the time? Do I have to constantly struggle if I wake up feeling anxious does that mean my entire day is fucked or can I restart my day at any time I used to think that if my day started out shitty then well there went the whole day so fuck it might as well pop open a beer and light up a joint but I don't have to live like that anymore I don't have to I don't have to spend my days chasing pleasure to avoid pain. And yesterday I got hit with some pain, but it was really a lesson. Like, what are you going to do when the disease is talking to you? And by the disease, I mean the dis-ease, the uneasiness of living life, the anxiety, the fear. Growing pains, you might call it. 
Am I going to step out of the shell? Or am I going to try to make the shoe fit that doesn't fit anymore? I've outgrown it. Am I growing? Am I learning? Am I surrendering? Do I find joy? Do I take it easy? Do I pray for my enemies? Do I show up? with a smile? Am I authentic to how I'm really feeling? And do I remember the vast open sky without any clouds? Awareness itself without identification, conception, place or time, all is well, and well always will be. And now, on to our herb of the day, Damiana. In case you didn't catch it from the poem, Damiana is an aphrodisiac. Yes. According to Herbally Yours by Penny C. Royale, Damiana is a sexual stimulant, is good for the prostate, hot flashes, and it also says longevity, so I wonder if that means lasting longer while having sex. It says it's good for females generally to balance out female hormones and to help stimulate the pelvic organs. And then the Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs also says that Damiana is good for lust, love, and visions. It's used in lust infusions and lust spells and can be burned to produce visions. So if you're doing any kind of love magic, consider adding Damiana to your incense blend or whatever other kind of work that you're doing. If you're dressing candles, maybe you roll the candle in some Damiana or add it to your love sachet. In terms of ingesting Damiana, you can make a tea with it, or you can make an herbal smoke blend. That's what I did yesterday. So every time I do an episode on an herb or a spice, I ingest it as I'm writing the poem and preparing the podcast. So I made a smoke blend with Damiana, Mandrake, and Mugwort. So we'll go into mandrake and mugwort later on. Those are two of my favorite herbs as well. So let's say that you're going to hook up with someone. Um, If you smoke weed, you know, you can add it to your spliff. Like that'd be cool. Um, But if you don't, if you're like me and you're clean, then you can also just smoke. Like you can smoke other herbs that aren't narcotic um, and get a sense of, like if you're gonna, if you do divination, if you read tarot, you could smoke some mugwort actually, um, or you could make a mugwort tea, or in this instance, a Damiana tea. So if you're making, <clears throat> let's say, an aphrodisiac tea um, with your partner, you could put Damiana in it. 
we're getting ready for a date, drink some Damiana tea before the person comes over. And it's actually pretty accessible. I know they have it at Porter's here in Marfa. So if they have it at Porter's in Marfa, then you could probably get it in your big city. They have it in, it's like in the spices, the herbs that um, come in the plastic bag. And then it has like the label at the top that says Mexico. So they probably have it at Fiesta. I mean, like I said, if they have it at Porter's in Marfa, they probably have it in your big city, Damiana. So add it to your smoke blend. Um, drink some Damiana tea. Add it to your cooking and whisper sweet nothings to your lover. And here is our poem once again. Thank you for listening. Subscribe and share with your friends. If you really want to fuck and have Damiana, then you're in luck. With this herb, you shall induce much desire to seduce. It's proven truly across the board. With Damiana, I'll be your whore. Smoke this greeny or make as tea. Mix with mandrake and they will agree to be your lover throughout the eve. With Damiana, they won't want to leave.